Welcome to my podcast, In the Driver's Seat. My name is Sonia Driver and I'm the founder of Ecotan, an Australian organic clean beauty company. Warning, this is an explicit podcast. There is swearing, maybe a lot. Come with a curious mind and an open heart and hopefully it will leave you with a gift. I'll be inviting inspiring and fascinating people into the driver's seat, people whom I connect with and I believe you will too. I'll be unravelling layers of them and their story and that's where we'll find the gold. Buckle up, it's going to be one hell of a ride. Well, lovelies, aren't we lucky to have the most beautiful woman inside and out and a woman? You know, loyalty is a really rare thing in this world, but this chick, she is solid. She just oozes character. Um, she's not wishy-washy <laughs> and she's loyal and she's hot and she's funny and she's great cool and she's the best friend and she's a beautiful daughter sister oh my god you're amazing oh, thanks, well, what is it tara pavlovich <laughs> she's croatian now you may remember tara from the reality tv show the bachelor and she was on maddie's series she is obviously we all fell in love with her sense of humor and she's stunning when she got out of that chopper i was like took my breath away <laughs> Anyway, I remember her from that and then she was on that other shit show. What's that one called? The, I don't the, even the, remember that one. I don't, all I remember is the Warden Fiji, something in <laughs> Fiji. So she's done a bit of reality, but that's not that's just one little thing in her back, bag of goodies. But we're just going to have a – we've got a lot to talk about, Tara. But first of all, we're going to talk about something sad – that happened this week and how you've managed, to your credit, oh. to feel and turn it into something positive. So as you know, we're in the middle or the beginning of the coronavirus, yeah. epidemic, pandemic, um, hysteria, whatever it, this thing is, and that's changing everything about our lives. But you actually had your fairy tale, beautiful wedding. You made the decision to cancel it yeah yeah so we were set to get married on the 3rd of April um we were so so excited and so ready as well and um it's just nothing that we ever expected would happen and it was fine until I feel like it was Monday where it just started going crazy and I just thought how are we gonna have this our overseas guests can't make it Older people in our families, I would not expect them to come. I would not expect anyone to travel in this. And I think, I don't think anyone anyone would expect someone to travel in this. So I just thought I don't want to risk my family's and friends' health because of the wedding um, and made the call to cancel it. We'll postpone it actually, um, which was heartbreaking. Like I've just been emotional eating since then. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> Devo. And so with the suppliers, were they all really good? Like, you know, the function, the florist, the caterers, the photographers, the video. Was everybody really that you had to deal with because it's a lot of work and I know that your wedding was just going, it's going to be a magical 
oh, so it's going to be incredible. But was everybody good to deal with, understanding and helpful and accommodating? Everyone was so understanding and helpful and accommodating. The good thing is I didn't have to cancel anyone because, okay, so what happened was I changed it to another date and then I changed it with everyone, all the suppliers, everyone, which took like a whole day because you can imagine how many people there are you need to contact. And then I sent out the, the message to my family and friends and my first cousin wrote back going, well, I can't make it because my wedding's the next day in Sydney. And I was like, are you joking? And he's like, well, your brother's in my bridal party. So is your other cousin. I went, oh my God. And I rang mum and I was like, just in tears by this point. I said, mum, I've just done all of this. I said, do you think you can make it to both? And she's like, your grandma's 80. Like for her to get on a flight to the Gold Coast and then go back in that amount of time, she goes, we're all going to just not be drinking. We're not going to be enjoying ourselves. You know, we're just going to be worried about getting this flight back to James's wedding. She's like, you have to go to James's wedding. It's And then I just go, oh, my God, okay, so let's do this all again. Let's call everyone again. And they were so good. They were like, oh, my gosh, oh, just don't stress, don't stress. It's going to be okay. And we figured out a date. We've got a beautiful date, which I'm I'm excited about. And I actually like this date better now. And, um, yeah, so we rebooked it. But everyone was amazing. Like no one was charging me an extra fee or anything. I think everyone's really understanding of everyone's situation right now. It's amazing, isn't it, in times of um, stress like this and uncertainty. It's lovely that everybody is not looking, how can I make extra money? Everyone's sort of, we're in it together. There, there is a collective vibe out there that we're all sort of trying to lessen the effects of all the crap that's going on yeah. and helping each other. Out. So that's awesome. And Love I guess that. the thing is people know that people don't have extra money to give. So it's like you can yeah. try and make extra money, but everyone's struggling at the moment. And it's very uncertain times. And also, you know, I you know I believe in reaping and sowing. So if somebody tried to do that, it's got a shitty foundation, it's gonna come back and bite them on the ass. So and it's just talking about your mum, so that our listeners might know that your mum, because I'm ancient, was um reality TV star Debbie Newman from <laughs> The Perfect Match. Come on, Debbie Newsom. Nobody would remember her. That was she was amazing with um was it Greg Evans? Yes, Greg Perfect Evans Man? and the robot Dexter. Oh wow. So yeah, she was the hostess. So not so much a contestant like myself, a little bit more respected. <laughs> You are a legend. So, okay, let's quickly just get to, because we're going to come back to your wedding because we're going to give give away some little bits of details because your wedding is spectacular. Yeah. Without a doubt, right? Yeah. Just the little bits of details I know. Now, I just want to c- come back to the reality TV. Now, I've just written down some questions that if I watch, you know, A Bachelor or The Bachelorette, there's always the same questions in my mind. So, and I'm sure that the... Um, Listeners may have some of their own questions. So do you mind if I throw some questions out there? Go for it, Sonia. And so I've always wanted to know if the producers have a choice. So if they have a contestant or somebody in there that they get to choose to keep. Because every single show that I watch like this, there's always someone that that's portrayed or acts a bit, you know, creepy or weird or over the top or really obnoxious or whatever, and they keep getting chosen they keep getting the rose to stay another week and I'm thinking surely whether it's male fever 
that that's surely that the 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 producer must say for entertainment keep that person now is what do you think about that so I because I wasn't on the other side of it so I wasn't Maddie J I was one of the contestants that was getting just puppeted around but from what I think happens is they would get a certain amount of if say if Maddie J goes look these people definitely aren't getting through. There's eight people that I know I'm not going to pick. Then they'll probably go, okay, well, these three are the boring ones. Send one of them home. Keep the other people in. Right. Also, I think there's a bit of a manipulation about, well, your season's going to be boring and your show's going to be boring and no one's going to watch it if you don't keep this person in because there's going to be no drama. So no one's going to care. That's what I think. And then the person who is in The Bachelor or Bachelorette pants just goes, oh, well, I want people to watch my my season and I want it to be a popular season and I don't want backlash, so I better keep someone in for the drama. Okay, okay, that's cool. I sort of thought along those lines. And also, okay, everybody's hair, makeup and outfits and jewellery and nail looks absolutely phenomenal and just like, the, you know, I don't know, the Oscars or something. <laughs> Now, is that um, and all the clothes seem to match? You, you know, like, uh, do you get given the clothes? You get makeup and hair for the set for the um, ceremonies. Yeah, so, so we have a stylist for the ceremonies. So um, we have a hair and makeup room, which has um, it's run by the beautiful Helen. She's amazing, um, and she has a lot of other girls working for her. So on the day of a cocktail party, well, the day before we'll go into it like fittings so we'll choose the dress we want the day before we'll try some on they get new ones every week from different brands so then we get our dress sorted and then we have hair and makeup on that night and um they're pretty strict with with what you can do like I used to have to get my bun approved by everyone high up the producers and stuff had to approve my bun because I never wear my hair down and I'd be like I want to wear my hair down I mean I want to wear my hair in a bun I don't want to wear my hair down and they'd be like no you've got to wear your hair down we really want to portray the real lovely sweet girl look and that's what we do that's why we want your hair down and I'll be like but that's not me I want my hair up and um yeah yeah so they do have a bit of control over it which is why everyone would have a similar look okay and now what about alcohol? Because if I was a contestant on there, I would be smashed from nerves before the dude even walked in. So do you um, have a, and like no one's doing tequila slammers, I'm noticing, so I've on there so do you have a limit that they let you have or yes. what's the go? So about? the limit was two drinks per hour but on our season we had a bartender called Derek and he just had a crush on pretty much every one of us. So he'd sneak us extra alcohol and overpour our drinks. So some of us after those cocktail parties were blind, like full maggot. maggot. (laughs) So is there any behind-the-scenes stuff that we may find um, interesting as viewers? Well, I think as a viewer, when I watched it, I – I kind of thought that the cameras were there the whole time, but they're not. There was a lot of downtime. So, you know, we might have looked beautiful on the screen every minute of the show, but you're only seeing about 20% of our week, not even. And we never saw Maddie. Like we only saw Maddie if we were on a date with him and we only spoke to him if we were on a date with him and on camera. So if we try to have a conversation with Maddie off camera, they would say, "Uh, don't talk to him and we'd be pulled apart and they'd say, save it for the camera. So, you know, I didn't feel like it was a place I could genuinely get to know someone because 
like, I'm sorry, but there's stuff that you don't say on camera that these people yeah. need to know. Yes, absolutely. And have, have you formed um, any good friendships from anybody from either of your shows that you've been on? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm still really close with some of the girls, especially Kobe. Kobe's in my bridal party, actually. She's one of my bridesmaids. She's amazing. And um, another girl, Nat and Sean. They weren't on it for a long time, but I've still kept in touch with with those girls. They're beautiful girls. And did you actually all get to stay in that that mansion that they was filmed? The mansion was not as good as you think it is. So there were like four bedrooms with bunk beds in it. There were like oh. two like two lots of bunk beds. I was on a top bunk. It took me twenty minutes to get up that thing each time. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was. It was like school camp and you had to share. There were three bathrooms between 20 of us at one point. It was horrendous. It was horrendous. What was the worst part of um, the show for Um, you? The worst part was probably not knowing what's real because, you know, in this world you don't have a phone, you don't have TV, you don't have magazines, so you have no idea what's going on on the outside. You don't talk to your family. You get one 10-minute call every two weeks and it's monitored so you're not actually allowed to talk about anything that's happening on the outside world or there. It's pretty much, hi, how are you? Good, I'm safe, I'm happy type thing. So why is that? Why is that? Because they take you away from the actual world so you're just involved in this. It's kind of like Stockholm Syndrome. Like if you don't know anything else but the guy, you're going to like the guy. If we had our phone, we could be on Tinder texting, you know, and be distracted. But they want us to fall deep for this guy. Literally, there would be an electrician come to change a light bulb and we would be like puppy dogs just looking up at him going, God, he's hot, and he was not even hot. And he was not. I can see how people turn into lesbians on this show. And how long does it... um this show actually go for? Um, so the person who stays to the end, it's a maximum of three months filming. So I was in there for about two and a half months. So that's two and a half months out of the real world without your phone. It was the weirdest thing yes. going back into the real world. I was just like the, the freedom. I, it, I'll tell you what it would have been like, jail. It was like jail. We weren't even, we had to just walk around the house. We did manies around the house for exercise. Wow, that's unbelievable. So if somebody was looking to, you know, apply for a reality TV show, what is what's some advice that you would like to give them that you think that they need to mentally prepare themselves for? Well, to apply, um, you know, you can't really fake anything to get on there. They they can see through if you're putting, you know, put yeah. on. Um, so you just got to be you. If you get in there, look, it's not what you would expect. It's not as you see it on TV. So you've got to have a really strong backbone the shit you get when you come out of it on social media, like, is pretty hectic. And if you if you are someone who is not a strong person, this can really affect you. Um, I think so many people who have come off these shows have had issues like... Yeah, um, you've been meltdowns. Meltdown, yeah, and, and everything. Um, so, yeah, and the people who put you on the show, the people who you're with, a lot of them don't genuinely care about you. They care about their show. They care about ratings. They do not care about your mental health. They do not care about you as a person. How do you deal with trolls, not only just on your your social media platform, but really in your head because 
it's funny, like people, you know, 10 people can t- say something amazing to you. One person says something negative and nasty. That's sort of the repeat voice that we tend to play over again in our mind. So how do you deal with the troll? How do you silence the trolls in your head mm. and also on your platform? Yeah, so I was really lucky up until a point when I was getting accused of being someone I wasn't. That was upsetting because there were being lies fabricated about me and they were awful lies and that's what really upset me that people were thinking that I was someone I wasn't um but that all passed so now if i get if now if i get trolled i just go well, why is this person doing this they must be sad themselves because they're just picking on someone for no reason a lot of the time i will respond and go are you okay is something wrong in your life for you to be so aggressive towards me because I've done nothing to you and you don't actually know me at all. And then they're like, oh, sorry, you know, oh, thanks for that. And, you know, they kind of respond however they want. But um, lovely because I'm more like your blocked fucker and I just block them and they're dead to me and I refuse. Yeah, I'm just like Yeah, I nearly, the other day I nearly, when I because I did some posts on um, that I was upset after after cancelling my wedding and this guy goes off oh, first world problems and I was so close to just writing eat a dick but I didn't I just kind of deleted it and moved on but you forget about them if you delete them so that's another way to do it <laughs> yeah good thing don't feed those trolls but anyway anyone who trolls someone on Instagram is a sad person themselves and I feel sorry for them they're the type of person that would have 20 cats they'd be sitting on their couch with all of their pot plants around they'd be having a packet of chips and they'd be drinking a 1.25 liter bottle of coke every day watching jerry spring up that's that's their life and that's sad and their plants would be dead because they've got miserable energy anyway yeah. and we know energy is the new currency well yeah. it's always been the current yeah but you get that i'll get that they're projecting. um fuck those trolls okay so let's just talk about the upside of and this might be a little bit irky to talk about, but we have to be truthful here. You know, you know what I'm like, Tara. Mm. So, what about? Let's be honest. You're now doing influencing, so you're getting paid for influencing mm. brands and people. Uh, so, let's tell us about that because you do have a real voice. You are an extremely good influencer because from an outside point of view, from just me watching and seeing you and knowing you and watching what you do, you actually only promote things that you actually generally love or you get into. You don't act. You don't pretend. You don't. Mm -hmm. So you're so natural about it. That's why you're such a freaking highly sought-after influencer and you've also kept the balance. You haven't been greedy. This is just like I'm not just blowing sunshine up your ass because if I thought you were fucked out, I would say, greedy bitch, back off. But you're not. (laughs) You don't over-promote. You sort of keep a balance and you can tell it's not you're not money focused. No, absolutely not. Priority. Mm-hmm. So um, there has been some positives from the from the reality TV shows. You are, are able to work from home and, and gather a platform that gives you a livelihood. Yeah, look, it's been good extra pocket money for me. I'm still working as a nanny though. Um, I'm still working quite a lot out okay. of my home. It's definitely been good, but it's just like I will only ever talk about things that I genuinely use in my day-to-day life. So if I'm, imagine, right, 
if you love Magnum ice creams and you're sitting there yeah. and they message you and they go or they email you and they go, hey, do you want to do a post for Magnum and we'll pay you? As if you're going to say no. Like, yeah, because I love your ice cream. So, of course, I'm going to tell the yeah. world about them and get paid for it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Okay, I do know about it and you don't have to talk about it, but is there a really exciting project underway there is a really exciting project underway super super excited it's been getting worked on for a while now but the ball really really rolling and I'm hoping that I can get this thing completed before the wedding it's something that I'm really passionate about um it's it's got to do with kids because that's what that's what I'm you know that's what I was born to do I was born to work with kids it's what I'm passionate about it's what I do every day still and it's what I love and so I just thought I had this great idea and I'm just going to do it. Uh, look, I'm just going to say this. I believe that your gifting and your calling is absolutely for children yep. and when you told me about this project, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool and then when you showed me more, I'm like, Mm. this remember I said to you oh my god Tara how can I help the world needs this this is I'm really really excited about your project and and I and I applaud you for actually stepping into your calling because that is your calling a lot of people don't know what the calling is it's what they love to do you love to do it yeah. and you're going to make it commercial and you're going to reach the people because you, you know that's what you're meant to do yeah so not very many people go through their life and they don't know what you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, what is it that you love to do? And you're combining the two. So congratulations on that. I'm really excited about your project. Thank you. Me too. I'm so, so excited. So excited. That's one good thing about moving the wedding date back is that we always wanted it out before the wedding date, but now we have a little bit more time up our sleeves and I'm probably going to start doing another one soon as well. So, I mean, everything happens for a reason and I liked that you were really upset for a couple of days, but you, you know, and you felt the pain, which was another thing that's really I love about you as well. You cried, you felt the pain, and then you went, okay, you stood up, you shook yourself off, dusted yourself off, and you go, okay, I'm looking at the positives here, and one is your project and yeah. all the other stuff, you know, so it's perfect timing. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, your honeymoon, where you're going on your honeymoon. So, well, we've had to cancel it, obviously. We had tickets booked to... Hawaii then to New York then Vegas and back to Hawaii but um we've I don't know what's happening with the flights because the flight center is so busy at the moment so they haven't been able to tell us what we're going to do but hopefully um we can either get credits for that or um just yeah I don't know it's hard to rebook when the world's like this at the moment like how we meant to rebook a holiday right now how am I meant to go okay well, we'll go to New York in November like how are we meant to do that I know. How do you know? I know. I was supposed to go to Fiji. I was looking forward to it. I can't tell you. Six months I've been looking for just six days in Fiji oh, with my family. Oh. Just, and I love that cloud nine, like my, my Charlotte. We love swimming in that deep ocean oh, and where I think I'm going to get eaten by sharks. But because I've had a beer on board that cloud nine thing, I normally don't care. It's just my happiest place. You know, we've all got a happy place in the world. I love Fiji. The islands yeah, there. Yeah, my sister was meant to go too and they can't go now. Oh, no. I feel for everyone. Everyone, I feel like everyone's trapped. 
Oh, yeah. We are. We're in self-isolation. Oh, what are we in? We're in a bloody trap. Okay, so now everybody, even if they don't have children, they bag kids' names. I, I, I bags that name. I bags that name. What kids' names have you got bagged? Oh, there's so many. Um, Give us a few so we can steal them. Okay, so my dad's name's Bob, but I wanted to call my daughter Bobby. I oh, that. that's awesome. I love that. Love it. Yeah. yeah. I really like George for a boy. Yes. But yeah. I feel like boys' names are pretty crap. No offence to boys. Yeah. I can't think of that many boys' names I like. I like I love Leo. I think Leo's really strong. Leo's nice. Yep, yep. Leo's good. Oh, I don't know. don't know. I like my nephew's name, Jack, like George and Jack and all of those old, like, grandpa names I like. My granddad's name was Eddie and I do like that for a boy, like Ed. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that is There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, and then, yes, yeah, Stevie for a girl, Frankie for a girl. Oh, beautiful. Ryan oh, for a girl. I like boy-girl names. Yeah, yeah, I like that too, boy-girl names. I love, okay, I so, love the name Bronte too. Oh, well, you know I've got a Bronte. You can have a Bronte. <laughs> I know. I love Bronte. It's um, it's strong as well. Yeah. I don't know. I love, and um, Charlotte, you know I've got a Charlotte. Love, you can have my yeah. Charlotte. That's another one I've got. Okay, so beautiful ladies. So the wedding's coming up at the end of the year. You've bounced back. You're still going to have the same honeymoon. Let's. Can you just tell everybody listening a little bit about who I I absolutely love, and I I love it that I have a relationship outside of you with him. Even it's just a cool little friendship um, with your fiance. Oh, he's, Nick, he's so cute, amazing. He is like a just amazing guy. He's a plumber, <laughs> but he's emotionally. Guess what? He's emotionally available. He's emotionally smart intelligent yeah. he wears his open heart he's a great communicator yeah sometimes, sometimes. you've just got a really good one there Tara. i love him i and the thing is i just, i adore him i adore him and i just i have been in a relationship where i do not adore the person at all so it's nice to be in a relationship where i just look at him and go oh my goodness you are just amazing Oh, that is so beautiful. It's so lovely on the outside looking at love, being around people that are in love, and you too. It's so cute. It's, it's beautiful. Thanks, Sonia. I do love him. You know, you know it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, how did you two meet, just quickly? Um, so we met years and years ago in 2007 when I was here on a holiday for Schoolies Week and um my sister took me out to Swell Nightclub. <laughs> Remember Swell Nightclub? And we met on the dance floor and we hooked up on the dance floor and we've been in touch ever since. <laughs> I absolutely frigging love that story. Swell Nightclub. <laughs> tattoos of Swell, Swell, like matching tattoos. That is Classic. I love that on the dance floor. I know. So I was living in Sydney at the time and we always wanted to be together, but because he was up here and you know, things happen. Like we I had other relationships before Bachelor and stuff and he did too, but I feel like you have to go through the really shitty experiences and the hard times to appreciate each other. And now I appreciate yeah. him like 
I can compare him to so many men and go, wow, you are something else. Like those people I dated were actual idiots. <laughs> I know. I know. You go, what was I thinking? <laughs> what, oh, oh, my gosh, Sonia. The amount of times I'll just look back and I'll just go, what the hell was I thinking? Was I on drugs? It's like sometimes no, I wish I was. Sometimes I'm like, if I was on drugs, there would be an excuse for the poor choice, but I wasn't. What was wrong with me? Nothing was wrong with you. You're kind, open, compassionate, and we go, oh, well, this is the best you've got. Oh, well, fuck, that's what I'm going to have to take. Yeah. And then we realised there was better humans out there. Yeah. We just thought that this was the level that we had to accept. <laughs> but, you know, I know, I, I get you. Yeah. And then it's sort of gaslighting and yeah. then all of a sudden you find yourself second-guessing your own mental oh. health. It's, you know, Spiral. Oh, spiral. Bad relationship. We've all had a bad relationship, but they do. Um, like when I, when I really think, get pissed off at my husband, and then I think back to like a bad relationship. I go, oh no, shit, and he's worse. That was, yeah, <laughs> pretty. It's pretty good. I love yeah. Gaza. Gaza's sick. Gaza is so even. Do you know? I've never ever heard him yell. I've never seen him angry. I, I, I just, you know, he gives a good death stare, like a good, you know, that look, the unimpressed look. God. But, you know, I am loving him a little bit more today because I'm very, I'm very fucked to live with because um, he just got home from Singapore yesterday, so he's in, like, what is it, self-lockdown thing for two weeks, literally, oh. and because he's will not he will not so i'm leaving him notes like on the chalkboard i wrote mop the floor <laughs> bath the dogs all these texting me during the day done done he's never in his life done any of that since i've been with him oh. i'm like i'm loving this new gas he's so locking, locking gas. i'm loving locking gas. he's so efficient he's just so good isn't he? And he's a vegan. You know, he's nuts about his veganness. Yeah, you know? I know. I know. He's he, he's a good vegan. Yeah, he's a good vegan. Vegan. All right. Well, my beautiful girl, I'll let you get back to um. Yeah, what is it you're doing? <laughs> Binging? No, yeah, eating. <laughs> okay. Thinking about what we're going to eat later on. It's absolutely beautiful talking to you as usual. Thank you and on Sonia Driver. We will catch up soon, my darling. And you know what? We're going to, I cannot wait for the project, people. Stay tuned for Tara's project because you are going to want to get a part of it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you'll have to interview me again when that's released. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll go big on that one. <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> okay, love you. Love God bless. You.